Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. It's time for another episode, Dana. It's our chance to get together and talk about all the wonderful things about ADHD. Yes, let's kick some ADHD, David, shall we? We shall. You know, last week we talked about delegating, offloading things to other people, good strategies for that. I wonder if our listeners are going to tell us about the great things they've delegated. I hope so. I would love to know. I've been delegating like a mad thing this week and it's been beautiful. Oh, that is so great. You inspire me. Yeah. You inspire me. So this week we can talk about my favorite form of delegation, which isn't delegating at all, but it's similar. <laughs> and this is a topic I really need to learn about, David. So I am going to sit here quietly. Well, maybe not so quietly. I will try and sit it. quietly and I will take notes. You are leading this one because you're the expert at automating your troubles away. Well, you know, they say you're an expert if you know more than whoever it is you're talking to. So. Well, then you're the expert, my <laughs> Okay, friend. all right, there we go. I'm sure there are plenty of people who know more than I do. But yes, I love automation. I love, of course, I'm a geek. You know, you know this. Yes. So I, I'm always tinkering as I whack the microphone. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm always tinkering with tech and finding ways to do cool stuff. And sometimes it pays off in that I'm able to, you know, turn it into something useful for someone. So this is the result. Today's episode will be the result of me chasing a random rabbit a few years ago where I did something. And now look at this. We have automation. Yay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So David, why is automation important? Well, I have a motto that we've adopted in our business that we always train our clients, especially in marketing, because we, because when you're growing your business, you're thinking about digital marketing, there's all sorts of tools and technology and stuff. But at the end of the day, if you're not following through on important things, you're not going to succeed. So our, our little motto is automate the important. Okay. And so if there's something that needs to be done in your business that's important or in your working life, your professional life, if you're not the business owner, find ways because this way you don't drop the ball on stuff. So automate the important is kind of like one of my mottos. Okay. I like that. I like that. So because I know that we... Sometimes I can forget to do important things. I have yes. built the scaffolding of reminders. I have my my clients and my students build these intricate staff scaffoldings of reminders so we don't forget the important things. And automation is probably an easier way to help us do that. It definitely helps. And it is something that, that I like to use because think about when you forget something important. You don't reply to that email you don't you've got a prospect and you forget to send them the proposal or the follow-up or you don't call them on schedule or whatever right there's so many frustrating and expensive <laughs> negative outcomes <laughs> right yeah. when 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 there are things that just don't get done right it, and um, yeah mm -hmm. and it's too cumbersome to follow the the lists and the reminders and, and all of that, um, it, it can be a lot for people with ADHD to manage. So the easier we can make all of this, the better it is for everyone. And 
that's why we want to automate our troubleshooting. Yeah. Yeah. So Dana, I have a quick story. Okay. So when I was uh, in high school, I got a summertime job because I had gone into the work program. I was going to work not just over the summer, but then through the school year, which frustrated my guidance counselor. Focus. Yep. So I got this job. I worked over the summer, but it was the government department. If, I, if I've told this story, you have to stop me. I was working for this government department where people came in, filled out applications, and they got responses from a committee. And my job was just to push papers around. And I found this box of software sitting in the, in the office that was database uh, database tool. And so I built a thing in it and completely automated the process of creating the letters and doing all the responses and the paperwork and stuff. And so my boss was out of town. When he came back, he looked at everything and he said, wait, this is how this works now? And I'm like, yeah, it's just you press here and you know, it's all that done. Well, about a week later, he called me and he says, um, we don't need you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So what the moral of that story is if you automate and you could be at risk of losing your job, don't yeah. tell anybody, sit there and pretend you're working really hard. Exactly. You got to find one of those games that has a spreadsheet mode so that you can like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, but you? you know, that was the first time I automated myself out of a job. That was the second job I'd ever held. And um, I learned an important lesson which is I like to kind of have new things to do all the time anyway. So it worked out pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was fine. So David, one of my life goals is to put myself out of work except for the coaching and the teaching, the things that I'm really good at. And so all the other administrative stuff, I would so love to not have to do that anymore. Is automating my ticket? I believe it is. And... Dana, I'm going to tell you about a piece of software that you can get your hands on, even with a free trial, actually, that uh, will be what I consider to be my top, my number one tool for automation. So I'm writing. How about I'm writing. Go. When we come back, oh, we'll talk geez, about that next. Man. <laughs> Hey, it's David with just a quick reminder for you. Dana's ADHD Success Club opens up on August 25th. It's getting started very, very soon. And so I want to invite you to check it out. Go to kicksomeadhd.com slash success and see all the details about this fantastic coaching program. It's a group program, and I promise you, you're going to get fabulous value out of it if you've been looking for any help at all with being productive and managing your ADHD. More importantly, you can grab a fantastic free resource if you go there today. It's called The Top Three Ways You Let ADHD Sabotage Your Success and How You Can Turn This Around. It's a free ebook, and Dana offers that with no strings attached. Just go to kicksomeadhd.com slash success and get all the details and download your free audiobook today. Thanks. Okay, Dana, so I know you want to hear all about my favorite tool. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes. So I have uh, this this piece of software that I've, it's not mine. I found it several years ago, and it is literally the Swiss Army knife for automating stuff in today's world. And it is a great tool called Zapier. 
You know, David, I have heard about Zapier and I even looked at Zapier. Did I do the free trial? And it scared me. I didn't oh. I didn't know how to set it up. I didn't know what to do. It 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 was I was a little bit um I was enthralled and I'm still enthralled, which is one of the reasons we're doing this topic. But yeah. So Zapier is a thing and I just have to suck it up and learn how to use it, eh? Yeah. And when I say there's a free trial, it's actually there's a free tier. So you can use it for basic stuff and not have to pay. So it's not just a like time limited trial. It's just a it's a it's a capacity limited trial. Cool. But um, yeah, so it's great. So a lot of people could get away with using it and never have to pay. But uh, Zapier is the name of the tool. Zapier.com. They are not a, a sponsor of this podcast, by the way. Darn it. Um, I'm, I'm not financially connected to Zapier in, in, in any way. So I wanted to just mention that to clarify. Maybe but- they'll hear this and send us millions of dollars. Wouldn't that be great? Um, So yeah, so Zapier, what it is, just a quick explanation. Zapier allows you to connect software together. So if you've ever wished that your email software would talk to QuickBooks or your CRM software would talk to your website directly or whatever, um, a lot of times that can be accomplished with Zapier in a way that Zapier has built connections to over 1,500 different tools. And that means that if you have a piece of software or a tool that connects to Zapier, then you could, in theory, connect to... 1500 other tools. Wow. So yeah, it's pretty great. They've, they've taken out a lot of the work out of the middle of all of it and they have fantastic tools for automating things. So David, before I want to talk about what to automate, because I know you have some great ideas for that. Before we do that though, would you uh, lend a friend a hand and tell her, how do you learn how to do all of this? How do you learn what to connect? How do you get comfortable with Zapier? Yeah. So I think the best way to do it is to sign up for the account and connect something that you use regularly. So like for me, we use G Suite for our email um, and and productivity tools in our business. Mm -hmm. So if let's say you happen to use G Suite, Dana, you could sign up for Zapier, connect your Gmail account to it. And that would be a great place to start. In fact, some of the things we'll talk about automating today, you can do just with those two things connected. Um, but I know like you are someone that believes in using automation tools like CRM platforms and like developing email campaigns that run automatically and payments, my client payments, 99% of them are automatic. Yeah. Perfect. So if you have tools in place that do those kinds of things, Zapier will allow you to trigger your magic on you know inside your crm tools Ooh, from other places the light bulb is going off yeah so okay. and the best so the best thing to do is really just dive in there are great documentation tools on their website there's also they have blog entries so if you just google zapier and your software whatever it is mm-hmm. you'll find a guide okay. um for for what you can do and and that sort of good stuff okay. so that would be a great place to start Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So now that leads us to the next very important question. What do we automate? What do you suggest are the top things people should focus on automating? Yeah. So I think like one of the big areas, especially if you own a business, right? If you have new relationships, maybe, you know, you, somebody filled out a contact form on your website, or maybe someone uh, you met them at a, well, we're all on lockdown, so we're not going to networking events, but maybe you met somebody in a Zoom call. I don't know. But you know how you used to get like that stack of business cards? You'd go to a thing and everybody would give you their business mm-hmm. card and then nothing ever happens to it. Actually, it something does. You hold on to it for months <laughs> yes. and then you look at it and you think, who in the heck are these people? And you throw them all away. 
Exactly, because if you called them or emailed them then, they'd be like, who the heck are you? Yeah. Like, you know, they don't remember. So I have a solution for that. And so what I like to do is if, you know, in either case, somebody requests something on your website or you, you get the stack of business cards, I like to have an automated email sequence. And I put one together for me that's very generic. It's like, hey, it was great to meet you, so on. So it could apply in a lot of different circumstances. Also, here's a quick pro tip for you. Make sure your email has your photo in your signature. Oh, there's you're so smart. Because if your email doesn't have your photo in it, they may not know who you are. So it's it's a good way to help people remember who you are. Because they, they do the same thing with their stack of business cards too, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Who's that? Yep. Okay, cool. So then whether you use, and, and by the way, if you don't have the ability to set up automated email sequences, you can do that for free with a MailChimp account. Um, there are lots of email platforms like Aweber. Dana, I think you are using Active Campaign. Yeah, we're just switching days? over to Active Campaign. Right. So, and if you have a CRM, like a more sophisticated CRM, a lot of those have email um, sequences, but you, you can even do this with Zapier and Gmail. So if you don't have, let's say you don't want to get all sophisticated and sign up for a new piece of software aside from Zapier, you can do this with, with, um, with Zapier. And basically the idea is that you add the contact information somewhere. So it could be in your Gmail contacts, for example. Okay. And as long as you give them a certain uh, you know, that you can put them in categories or folders or I forget, labels, I think, is the t Gmail term. Yeah. But, you know, if it's, you could do this with, you you put them in QuickBooks and suddenly QuickBooks triggers this. I mean, there's lots of different ways to trigger it. But the idea would be that you connect Zapier up and then uh, Zapier will allow you to run, but this is a paid feature, so you'd need multi-step zaps if you're going to use Zapier to send the emails out with your Gmail account. But if you just want Zapier to pass the information over to MailChimp or a CRM or whatever, then that would not require multiple steps. Okay. But basically, you just you can set delays. Message number one goes out, and maybe it's just one message. I mean, you know, start simple. Hey, it was great to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Here's my information and uh, and so on. So that's a uh, that is a great idea. Now I like to set up several messages. So there's a reminder that goes out a couple of days later, but it's not a reminder. It just at least it doesn't look like a reminder. Yeah, it's got some other thing I'm adding value to. So that's one that's one great place to start. Excellent is just following up, making sure that someone gets a contact back from you. Um, so I, Dana, I have one that's kind of similar, and that is. Um, Phone tag. I always yeah. hate phone tag. I hate phone tag. I got a message right now. I got to call this guy back. And it's and I listen to the message. So the badge is gone and I have to remember to call Ooh. this guy back. Yeah. Oh, you know? oh, OK. So, you know, maybe you have scaffolding like Dana, like you were talking about. Maybe you have reminder systems. You have a CRM. You have a tool that'll that'll, you know, tickle you every so often. What I like to do is if I've if, if we're playing phone tag and I call you. I like to send you an email right away that says, hey, I left you a voicemail, you know, reply back and we'll set up a time because I'd much rather do that via email than via phone. Yep. And so we can talk in a scheduled way. So similar to what we just described, if you set up a, a, a label in your Gmail account or if you have, um, you know, another tool where people are entered, there are lots of ways to trigger this, but it's the same exact idea. It sends a message. It comes from you and it says like, happy Monday. And, uh, and, and so Zapier allows you to substitute the day of the week. Like you can, Ooh. you can literally design variables that go into the various pieces, in this case, an email body so that it doesn't read the same exact way every time. That way, if you do this again with someone in a couple of months, they don't think, huh, that looks exactly like the email I got before. Oh, <laughs> you know? cool. Wow. Yeah. David, my eyes are just opening wide. 
<laughs> well, good. I like that. So uh, that's a thing. I want to know um, about welcoming in new customers because when I bring in a new client, there are these steps that need to happen. And um, I realized recently that one of the steps is falling through the cracks. So it's you know, it's not a it's not a game changer, but I really like to pretend that I'm professional enough and have all my act together. Of course. So this is actually not all that different from some of the other things. Like I like to send people an email and uh, we just did this with a client, by the way, they have different types of new customers and those new customers tend to need to know different things. Like if they're the accounting contact, they need to know about billing stuff. And if they're another type of contact within the business, they might need to know how to request help or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we set up several different three to four message uh, campaigns. And these, these were for this client, it was just all done in MailChimp. And then when they add the contact to their main database, depending on which type of contact it is, it sends them the welcome sequence. And again, it's delayed several days here. Then it sends message two, several days, sends mm -hmm. message three, that sort of thing. So it's a similar idea. But also, Dana, I think if you're talking about having a new customer, a lot of times you need to make sure that they end up on your email list. You need to make sure that they go in your accounting software. You need to make sure that they're you know, in your whatever contact system yeah, and they you get, use and then they whatever. get the agreement and that they pay and they, they get the scheduling link and that, you know, there's, there are multiple steps and we've automated it somewhat. However, it's not fully automated. And that so was Zapier. where, that was where the problem came because the sending the agreement through DocuSign ah. wasn't oh. automated. DocuSign talks to Zapier. Yay. So you can get all the contact stuff and the things that go in the blanks and it can trigger the send automatically for you through DocuSign. Okay, see there. Absolutely. David. Yep. It's great. Oh my gosh, my world is changing. I love that so much. So uh, asking for referrals is a similar kind of a deal. So just, it, this is a little different. Like, So let, let's say that you've done a good job with a client, and now it's time to ask them for a referral. Well, this is one of the things that we should all do. We should. And we Sorry. hate it. You know, you can I say know. should on this one. We okay, should well. be all often asking for referrals and I get love notes all I make it every day. No, not every day. I often get love notes from my clients. So it's what I call them. And that would, that's when I'm supposed to be asking referrals. I know I've gone to the marketing trainings. I know that. However, right. I, it seems so blatant. Yeah, it does. And so, and, and so that's a good moment. So you have a trigger in your own mind, like, hey, they just sent me this thing. It's great. Now they probably know five people who need what I sell. So let's go ask them to connect us, right? So if you write it once and set up an automated tool so that as long as you can identify that person somehow, mm -hmm. maybe they just sent you that email, you tag them a certain way in your you know software or add a label to them if it's Gmail, um, then this campaign goes out and it sends them a thing. The key, the key with asking for referrals is to really set it up that you're appealing to their higher nature, right? Yeah. It's, it's so great that you had a good experience. I'd love to share this good experience with other people, you know, who might benefit from it, you know, blah, blah, blah. You don't make it about you. You make it about them. Oh, so are you, it's not, my family will be living on the street out of a shopping cart. If you don't refer me to your five <laughs> best friends, there's a picture of you holding a cardboard <laughs> sign, you know, we'll, we'll coach for food. No, you, you don't want to do that. But um, but the key is that that oftentimes we forget to even, you know, we don't notice the trigger. So maybe you want to have it set up so that every time you send an invoice or maybe better yet, when the invoice gets paid, the client, in addition to getting whatever receipt they automatically get, mm -hmm. like the next day, an email goes out that says, hey, you know, um, do you know somebody, you know, 
or there could be other triggers too. Like when a project is completed, if you use project management software and you, you know, you finish the project, that could be a trigger. Maybe they left you a review on Facebook or Yelp or, or Google. Or a comment on my website. Exactly. All of those can be triggers. Because <gasps> I get their, e- oh, I get their email. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, all of those things. The key is just start to think about where the triggers are, yeah. right? And then, um, and then you can make automation do magic things from there. So that mm-hmm. is... And I, by the way, I do things like this too. Like you can connect your calendar. So maybe the calendar connection is as simple as I need to be sure that I treat this email with the kind of, um, you know, energy that it deserves Mm -hmm. and not just notice it and mark it red and then forget about it. So you can label the email and cause that email to disappear into your calendar automatically. So Zapier can help you with, you know, throwing things into your calendar. So, or, or in your case, Dana, you, in, in you use to-do lists. Yeah. And yeah. my task list. Okay. Task list. That could be done. A lot of task list tools and software <gasps> platforms integrate with Zapier. Ooh. Okay. Oh my gosh. The, the, can you see the light bulb, I, David? Yeah. Sparks. Smoke. Sparks, smoke. <laughs> if, if I didn't have earbuds in there, we smoke flooding out of my ears. So another one of my favorite little tools and, and people like that, like us, Dana, we have to use this one super carefully. So I have a lot of rules around how this even works, but I, there's another tool I use called Calendly. And I've heard of Calendly. A, yes. A lot of CRM tools have some version of this, but yeah. basically the idea is this, depending on how you contact my business, you will be sent an email that has a link in it. And the link is go ahead and schedule a free 25-minute consult. Mm -hmm. And the link takes you to a place where you can see a calendar. You don't see my calendar, but you see openings. And you can choose the one that's good for you, click the button. And then we've connected Calendly to Gmail to Zapier and magic happens so that if you select a time, Dana, let's say you came to the, Mm -hmm. you know, you followed that link, you selected a time, it would set up a Zoom call and would send you a calendar invite that has the Zoom link already in it. It's already all created, and it comes to my calendar automatically. I don't have to do anything. It just shows well, up. All you do is show up for the Zoom call at the right time. So I use Schedule Once or Once Hub. Oh, okay, schedule yeah. Once. So yeah. it probably does the same thing. Something similar, yeah. yeah. And if your scheduler tool doesn't do automated email reminders, which a lot of them do, Calendly does, but if yours doesn't, then you can use Zapier to say, hey, one hour before the thing, Send him a note. Looking forward to talking to you at blah, blah time. And here's the link and blah, blah. So that's another really cool. Excellent. Excellent. So David, we were talking the other day about scheduling email follow-up. Yes. That's kind of the thing that I have in mind. So I'm thinking about when an email comes in and I know I need to work on it. Yeah. But it's not ready now. I can't do it now. I don't have time today. So I'm going to forget. So that's your calendar on your, okay, or on your task list. So that's what you, so the email doesn't appear later on because there used to be a tool some one of my clients was using that he would just send the he'd push a button and the email would go away for a couple days so gmail now has that feature built in it's called snooze okay 
and you can right click on the email in your Gmail client in your web browser and a little clock will come up and you can say till tomorrow or next week or whatever. And it's got some pre-selected times or you can choose a day and time and it will automatically come back to the top of your inbox at that time. I Part of me says, ooh, that's cool. And then part of me says, if you snooze, you lose because this is ADHD land and who we have this idea that we're going to have more time to do these things tomorrow or the next day uh. or more focus tomorrow or the next day or whatever. That's really not actually true. Usually it's not true. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. You gotta so I gotta be gentle with some of these. Exactly. So I, I, I do use this news thing occasionally, but I will, if it's something that I know I need to carve out 15, 20 minutes or whatever, I'll throw a half hour appointment on my calendar which I do automatically by selecting a certain label in Gmail. Okay. And then it, and it finds a, an appropriate, it's got some rules, you know, so it finds a slot on my calendar, populates it in there, and then it's scheduled. If I need to move it around, I can, but at least it's now occupying a block of my time somewhere, Okay, you know? Yeah. And so then it doesn't hopefully get lost. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Good. There are still ways to lose them if you're really determined, but yes. Thank you. All right. What else do you got for us, Dave? I think we should probably wind this up, but there's really one super, super duper important thing. And I think every, it doesn't even matter if you own a business, everybody deals with too many passwords mm -hmm. right now. So you've heard all the shoulds. You know that your password should be super complex. It should have lots of symbols and characters mm -hmm. and numbers and things in it. You also know it should be long. You also know that you really don't want to reuse passwords. By the way, if you've never done this, um, there's a website called Have I Been Pwned? And you can go to Have I Been Pwned? It's P-W-N-E-D. Sorry, it's geek humor. Type in your email address and it will show you all the passwords of yours that have been dumped on the open internet in data breaches. Yahoo, Marriott, you, I mean, you name an unbelievable wow. number of databases have been breached. There are over a billion passwords floating around out there. And chances are yours. So if you reuse a password, people build dictionaries out of usernames and passwords, and then they go try to hack into an Apple yeah. account or an Amazon yeah. or a bank or whatever. So they, they, they know your password if you're reusing it. So uh, you don't want to do that. So how do you manage, Dana, how can you remember... You know, well, I know 150 passwords that are all unique, that are 20 characters long, and they have all these symbols and numbers. You can't do it. You, you just can't. you can't. And you can't. I am fortunate. My brother is uh, a systems engineer, and and he found out I was keep keeping passwords forever and just you know using the address kind of thing or one two three four five. Um, and I got a lecture, a Big Brother lecture on this. So I use one password. Good. Your brother is my hero. Because yeah. people, we, we need to do this for each other. I mean, we, because people don't realize just how bad it is. So I like LastPass, but it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, pick, it probably does matter, but pick one of these password managers, yeah. use a reputable one, check it out. And and David, um, I had something happen the, just the other day and I, I can't, I think it was, it was either Twitter or PayPal. And I got an, an emergency message saying someone is hacking into your account and do you know fix this and luckily it happened when i was sitting at my computer and i was able to go ah. in right away and change the password and and perfect and that was i my passwords are very long and very random and yeah. still they were able to do that or to try yeah to try yeah. absolutely so the key is that you have a a, a place that you can look the passwords up because you can't possibly remember them if you can remember a password it's not complex enough right 
So one of these tools, so example I use LastPass, there's a little thing that runs in my browser. And if I go to a website for the first time, let's say I go to PayPal, right? It'll notice that I'm logging in and it'll offer to store that username and mm -hmm. password in its little vault. And the a reason I call it a vault is that it's encrypted. And yes, it goes to LastPass's servers, but only as an encrypted blob. So that way I can have the passwords on my phone or in different web browsers or whatever. And so I don't have to worry about, you know, do, do I have them handy when I need them? And the, the key with LastPass is that your, your last password, which hence the name, is the decryption key for your vault. So as long as you know the decryption key to your vault, you can always access your vault of passwords. Exactly. And it will also do things like if you're signing up for a new account somewhere, there's a button to generate one of those passwords for you. So you don't have to be, you know, super genius at random. You know, yeah, random uh, one password does the same thing. And, and so it generates passwords. And it's I think it's called one password because you only have to want, remember one password. Exactly. So do yourself a favor. And by the way, if you do own a business and you have passwords you need to share with people, mm -hmm. I don't know, Dana, I don't know if, if one pass does this, but LastPass has a, um, has a tool that allows you to just share the authentication credentials with someone. And depending on what you choose, they may not even actually be able to see the password. It'll just fill the oh, really? password for them. You know, yes. if it has that feature, I don't know it because I tend to shy away from these things. Right. Yeah. yeah. So this gives you a way to, to control who has access to what. And there's a business solution as well. You pay a few bucks. It's honestly, it's, it's cheap. Yeah. I think there's a free account for LastPass, as I think there is with yeah. one. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I know there is for LastPass. I don't know about one password. Yeah, so I pay I pay for the premium version of LastPass because there's some extra little you know right. benefits there. Plus, I want to support them. I I don't want to rely on software that doesn't have a revenue right. model because I yeah. want it to still be around. <laughs> you know, that's in the something I always ask. Okay, so how are they making money here? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right, David. So this has been wonderful. You know what I want now is I want hmm. you. Oh darn it! You can't get on an airplane and fly all the way across the country. I want you to come and spend like a week in my office with me and automate everything. <laughs> For free. Okay. <laughs> I'll do that. I could use a vacation out in wherever it is you are out in the oh. Pacific Northwest somewhere. That's, that's fantastic. You know, just a working vacation. Just a working I'll vacation. wear a mask and I'll stay six feet across, you know, yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now we're just kidding, everybody. We're just kidding. It's true. It's true. Although if you ever see video of us in the same room, you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> That it happened. That it happened. But no, I hope we haven't geeked out too much. If you have questions about what you heard today, don't bother, you know, banging your head against the wall. Just just shoot us a note. So today's episode is number 17 of Kick Some ADHD. So you can go to kicksomeadhd.com slash 017 and you'll find today's episode. Notes about today's episode, a place to ask questions there, or you can hit us up. Dana, we have Facebook. We have Twitter. We do. We have places for people to go. Places places yeah so david i i want to share you it's what i got out of today's call is stop resisting using zapier stop resisting automating because it seems confusing set aside some time figure it out because overall it's like delegating to a human it's going to save lots and lots of time in the long run it's worth it so tr it's such a relief to know that certain things are just going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it just is such a relief. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that's it. I think we should leave it there, don't you? Yeah, I think so too. And yeah. thank you. This has been very, very enlightening. 
Well, you're welcome. I hope I didn't speak too much geek nah, today. No, it was good. A good level of geek. Good level of geek. Oh, good. Good, good, good. All, All right, right, everybody. So leave your comments and rate and review us on whatever podcast manager you use. Um, you're going to find show notes on kicksomeadhd.com. And remember, life doesn't be, have to be so hard. You can live more easily with ADHD. And here on Kicksome ADHD Podcast, we are sharing so much of that great information to help you. So go out, kick some ADHD, and have an awesome life. Yes. And Dana, I think I'm excited about next week, too, because we're talking about making things too complicated. Oh, we wouldn't do that. Would we make things no. too complicated, David? No. No, not us. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for being here today. Yep. Talk to you next week. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who... Squirrel uh, um, has ADHD, or might, and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com. Kick Some ADHD.